Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is uh it's here Friday, December twenty-third, twenty twenty-two. And tonight in this bonus show, I'll be sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is Salcedo Paranormal dot podbean dot com. That's S A L S I D O Paranormal dot podbean dot com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, of course, this is going to be the last show probably of this year, basically. Um, so wanted to do something special, so I basically went through and got as many stories as I could earlier tonight. Uh, so this should be a good long one to uh, get everyone through the holidays, in case you really do enjoy the show that much. <laughs> so um, I'll be taking the last week off as I um, have a book to work book to work on. I want to try to finish so. Um, but yeah, thank you all for being here and for all your support through this podcast all this time. Um, it's just still amazing that we've made it to over 300 episodes now. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Thank you all for listening. I see you all there. Uh, so thank you all for listening, whether you make it to the live streams or you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds, of course. Um, because those numbers are still rising, and I appreciate that. So, um, I have six stories to go through tonight, so this should be fun. Um, all right, and I guess that means I can get into them here. So here is the first one. It says, my grandpa died when I was 10. Me and all my cousins called him, and I'm not sure how you say this, Pacus, P-A-K-I-S. He had nine children, eight, eight girls, including my mother, and then one boy. My grandpa was a painter and painted many uh, paintings throughout his life. These paintings now live on the walls of the homes his children live in. All of his kids now my aunts and uncle, and all of my aunts and uncle had kids. I think that basically said the same thing, but anyway. So we have a very large family. When he, when he died, my oldest cousins were probably nearing their 30s. Two years after he died, my oldest cousin announced her pregnancy. I was in sixth grade. Fast forward to her baby being born and learning how to crawl. He would often crawl to my grandpa's paintings and would sit in front of them and babble to them like he was trying to have a conversation with his paintings in baby language. Two years or so later, the baby is now a toddler 
and he can walk and knows a few words. We were all hanging out outside outside in my aunt's backyard when the toddler walked over to nothing and pointed in the air and said the nickname that we all had for my grandfather. Everyone who heard stopped talking and just looked over as he continued to point to what we saw as nothing. His mom grabbed the picture of our grandfather and showed it to him and said, who is that? And the toddler said, that is, and then the grandfather's nickname. Mind you, our grandfather died way before the baby was ever born. My cousin was even more confused because she admitted that she had never showed him a picture of the grandfather. And so that's where that story ends. And uh, so it seems like very possibly that child could have been maybe making contact with the grandfather. Um, unless they're telepathic uh, and somehow just knew the name. It could even be a combination, I guess, technically of both. Um, but uh, you hear this. You hear stories about children who had no physical connection in, in, in terms of the deceased relative and the child were not even alive at the same time. So, and yeah, talking to the painting is is interesting, Derek. I agree. Um, it just makes you wonder how much energy people leave in their creative works, especially those one of a kind sort of creative works, where that's yeah, where maybe some of the grandfather's energy or spirit, um, either is attached to the paintings or maybe even uses those as some kind of a conduit to come back and visit at times. I wonder if that's the case. Um, but just, I thought that was an amazing story there because there's no way physically that that child ever saw that grandfather, that great-grandfather for them. So um, it really is just odd how how that could work. Um, yeah, that's a good question, what the paintings were of. That is a good question. Um, if it was... <laughs> Derek. <laughs> okay, so just for everyone that is listening to the podcast version here, um, Derek put up a, a picture of a very well-known character from a very well-known movie that existed on a painting. And I'll just say it's a comedy horror movie kind of deal that is very well known. So um, I definitely encourage everyone to join the Discord so you can know what goes on here at times uh, behind the scenes of the actual show. So, um, but yeah, Derek said, I wonder what the painting was showing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it's a good point too, though, uh, outside of the, the, the joke, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so just thought that was an amazing story about a possible connection 
Um, you caught me off guard good there, Derek. I have to say. That was good. Um, but yeah, it was... I uh, thought that was an amazing one with all those people there in that family. And uh, it just that lack of any kind of physical contact. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that's the first story. So let's get to the next one here. Can you find it? Okay, here we go. This says, this is a simple story, but it's true and happened to me. A few years ago, I was 30 years old, and my grandmother had just passed. My mother, aunt, and I were staying in my grandmother's home in suburban Atlanta, making funeral arrangements and caring for her home in the immediate aftermath of her death. It was, I believe, the night after the day she passed, and we, all had, we had all gone to bed. Each of us had our own bedrooms on the second floor of the house. I was close to falling asleep when I distinctly heard two voices speaking. It sounded like two people talking downstairs. One voice was more easy to make out as a woman. The other, I'm not sure. They were having a conversation at a normal volume, but I couldn't make out anything that was being said. It was just murmuring. Strangely, I was not bothered by this at all. I was completely calm and eventually fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up and had forgotten all about it. Later that afternoon, my mother, aunt, and I were driving somewhere. We were all silent until, all of a sudden, my very reserved, pragmatic aunt said only, I heard people talking in the house last night. It was only then that I remembered. I told her that I had heard them too. My mother, whose bedroom was right next to mine, did not. We didn't say much more about it. I think it made my aunt uncomfortable, and I didn't want to press her right after her mom died. We never talked about it. We never talked about it again. Excuse me. And my aunt herself died this year. I've thought about this occurrence more and more lately. There's just no way it could have been actual people speaking. The house is set back from the road in a quiet neighborhood. What I really can't understand is why I wasn't scared when it happened. It's so bizarre. Also, if my aunt had not said anything, I don't think I would have even remembered. Even though now, I can remember it so clearly. I've never had anything like that happen before or after. So, instantly to me, what comes to mind is some kind of spirits, maybe, that were on some kind of official business relating to the, the grandmother that had passed. Just 
talking about what they were doing or what they had to do. And they were just overheard by two of the people in this house. Of course, I have no way to prove that. But it doesn't say, the writer doesn't say she recognized either of the voices. And just the fact that there was not any kind of fright didn't seem like a negative experience. And also in the way that if the aunt hadn't said anything, the writer may have forgotten all about it. So, of course, who knows who it was or what it was. But this kind of goes back to this, I, I, this thing that you come up against sometimes or come up to sometimes in stories about spirits being seen in before or, or during or after the time of, of one's passing that seem to be there for, um, for reasons related to that person and or that process. And I just wonder if that's what was going on there. Um, but uh, so I thought that was a really amazing story. And again, it's not anything bad. Um, and uh, just very neat, neat story there about the experience that was had. Sounds like by two people, and one of them that was not into the paranormal at all. So, um, but yeah, just wanted to share that. I I find it also, um, I, had, I hadn't planned on putting two stories like that about things happening after someone passed. Um, I hadn't planned on putting two stories like that in that same same show. I don't always do that, but but then again, that is part of part of uh, the paranormal, part of a ghost story in a way. At least it can be. So, but uh, but yeah. So neat story there, and I will uh, move on to the next one here. So let's see here. Let me find it. Okay, here we go. This one says. For context, I live in a townhouse surrounded by other townhouses from all four sides. All townhouses are almost exactly the same. None of us have backyards, just a garage and a tiny front yard. I'll go straight to the point. Basically, what happened is I woke up today at around 1 a.m. because I was hearing some very faint synth, and I guess they mean synthesizer, uh, music, in quotation marks. I'm not sure if I even can call it, call it music. It was sort of melodic, but not exactly music. At first, I thought it was just a part of my dream, and I woke up because I had to go to the bathroom. After I woke up, I stayed in bed for a couple of minutes, and the sounds didn't go away. So I thought maybe neighbors are playing music, but first of all, music had to be super loud for me to hear with closed windows, and I couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from exactly, like it was coming from all the way around, from the wall, floor, middle of the room. I thought maybe I'm just half asleep and imagining it. So I went to the bathroom that's just around the corner from my room. 
When I exited my room, I realized that the sounds are still there. In the hallway, and it sounds exactly the same. So it can't just be neighbors playing music. Since the hallway has no windows, and it would sound more faint than in my room. But judging by how faint it was to begin with, I shouldn't have heard it in the hallway. But it sounded exactly the same. Like it was coming from all the ways around me. And the same thing in the bathroom that has no windows. I came back to my room and thought that maybe I'm going crazy. But then my mom came in to my room and asked if I hear the music. I can't explain how happy this made me because I wasn't crazy. So she thought it might be the wind, but it sounded way too artificial, like synth synthesizers, and way too melodic. It didn't repeat the melody, at least I don't think it did. My mom, my mom also said it makes her think of souls flying away. We talked for a couple of minutes, and then she went to bed. The sounds kept me awake for another hour. However, I was way too sleepy and tired to even look at my phone. I would fall asleep, and then the sounds would wake me up again. Sometimes it's just one note and nothing for a couple of minutes. Sometimes it's multiple notes, one after the other, but never together. In the morning, it was gone. I asked my mom if she remembered, and she said yes. We didn't have time to discuss it because I was late to work, so I'm not sure what she thought about it. I talked to my boyfriend and explained everything. He said it just sounded very scary, and he had no idea what it could have been. Thinking about it makes me feel crazy, like it's so simple, yet I have absolutely no idea what it could be. And it says, too long, didn't read. I woke up in the middle of the night because of some weird synthesizer-sounding music that sounded exactly the same from three different rooms, like it was coming out from all the way around. My mom heard it, too. And that's where the story ends. Um, and I do not know what to make of that. Um, but that is odd. I'm glad that it only lasted that one time. Hopefully. Um, I've heard sounds in my apartment where it's a bump or a bang. And I can tell it's in my apartment, but I can't tell where it's from. And... Um, it is an odd thing. And then there's also that whole thing that people experience sometimes where they hear voices that sound like screams or shouts. But it's, and it's the full intensity of the voice, but it's also not super loud. It's like it's coming from a great distance and at the same time in the same space right by you. Um, I've never heard of a, anything quite like this, though. I've heard of music, but usually it's more, it's more like actual music. It's more 
solid. Um, yeah, that is a possibility. So, um, so Derek says here, the first thing I thought of was some type of etheric sounds, like some type of information that we can't perceive, so it comes through to us as weird sounds. Like when people see cosmic beings, but can only describe color or light. But this time it's sound. Yeah, and I also, I really wonder if the mom was tuned into something there. Because of that comment she made about it sounding like souls flying away. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's something you would just say. Uh, I mean, that kind of situation. It's not like they were hearing voices and they, they could have said, oh, I'm hearing a ghost. It's not like that. So for her to say that um, is, to me, really odd in that experience there. And um, so, yeah, I don't know, but an amazing story there. Um, I wonder if she was maybe picking up more on it, more, more from it than the writer was somehow. And that's what she was able to figure out without even realizing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, and how the sound surrounds them. Like, it's not coming from a specific direction, but a whole other plane of reality or realm or something. Yeah, yeah, Derek, yeah, I agree. Yeah, just an odd, um, odd story there, but really amazing. And just in, like I said, I've heard about music before. So that's the first thing. I've heard about actual, so well, not even like popular songs, but just music, actual melodies and, and repeating patterns and all those things. I've heard of that, but not this sort of randomness associated with it. And then, of course, again, that comment that the mom made. I think she was picking up on, on more than either of them realized or at least you could have been um so yeah amazing story there um and that's i don't know i've never heard anything like that but i've heard random bumps and knocks and bangs that that seem to come from my apartment inside my apartment but i can't tell where they're coming from and that's really odd because for anyone that doesn't know I my ears are really sensitive. Like my heater is on right now, and it sounds like really loud—not terribly, not painfully loud, but really loud to me. Um, and so, but it's not really. I don't think it's just that's how sensitive my ears are. So you would think I'd be able to pick up on where any sound is coming from this apartment. If it's a regular sound. And sometimes I can't. Yeah, Daredevil style, yeah. Exactly, Derek knows. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, we'll move on here, but um, we'll go on to the next story. Okay, let's see here. This says, so this isn't super strange, but I was wondering if anyone had experiences with something similar happening to them or someone they know. I'm aware of 
marking techniques used to rob people's homes, but I don't think that's what is happening or going on here. For reference, my parents are a bit older, late 60s, but otherwise they're completely healthy and enjoy a quiet life in the rural Midwest. When I say rural, I really do mean it. They're surrounded by cornfields, and their closest neighbors are also well into middle age. I don't know what the age thing has to do with anything, but anyway. I'm visiting home for the holidays, and when I took the dogs out yesterday, I noticed a neatly stacked pile of coins sitting on the first step of their deck. I didn't think anything of it, but mentioned it to my dad later. He said they've been finding them periodically in the backyard. He then proceeded to show me his collection of weird things he's found on the steps. He had more coins, an old Lego figure that I assume I lost in the yard as a child, and a couple of screws. He and my mom don't seem worried about it, but something about it feels off to me. I could usually rationalize this as kids are annoying neighbors, but my parents have a high privacy fence, and it is always kept locked. And I'm not entirely sure how children would get all the way out to where they live. More to the point, I don't see how or why anyone would sneak into their backyard just to leave weird stuff multiple times and then leave. Has anyone ever experienced this because I can't figure out what is happening? I really want a normal explanation. So, um, I do not have a normal explanation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It does sound a lot like, um, something going on there. The coins originally... Um, you do hear that with people uh, attributing that to ghosts, but when it comes to the other items, um, and let's see here. So Jay in chat has it has it right. I've heard of this, and then APOC confirmed it as well. Uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch, typical. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it could be, and then if they are, I mean, you hear reports of some of these these. Sasquatch or Bigfoot being well over, I mean, I've heard at, at least nine feet, as much as 12 feet, I believe, maybe even taller. Um, and that's just if you're taking the physical approach, the physical, purely physical side to all this. Depending on how high the fence, fence is, even if it's five or six feet, if this thing is twice as tall as the fence, that's not really much of a privacy fence for, for that. But also, of course, there is the weirder side of, of, of cryptids and Sasquatch and Bigfoot and Dogmen where they seem able to appear and disappear. They seem able to teleport and, and or just hide, turn invisible. And so there's a lot of options there for what that could be. Um, so really neat story there, possible contact with, with, uh, something going on there. 
So yeah, uh, seems like that could be. And um, if it's a ghost, then that's also another odd angle, though, because usually, like I said, when it's a spirit doing that, they're usually just going to leave coins. I've heard of coins, but usually if they do that, they don't leave other objects like like random Lego toys or um or random bolts or screws. So um, wouldn't it be odd if there was two things going on there? If the coins were from a spirit of some kind and then the other stuff was uh, from a, <laughs> a Bigfoot. Um, but uh, yeah, amazing story there. But um, yeah, they seem to be trying to communicate, gifting. Apoc says, yeah. And uh, we've heard of that as well. So, but um, but yeah, neat story. Or a random lurker, yeah. If the uh, fences can be can be climbed, um, technically, so you never know. But if that if it is, then they're pretty good at not being seen, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, instigated by yeah, maybe with the. I wonder if the um. There's an idea. Apoc says that instigated by them. What if it? What if the Lego that that figure, that little toy? What if that being left out in the yard, was taken as some kind of a. Um. It was taken as communication, even when it wasn't meant that way. Um, and then that's what the coins and the and the screws were about. So, who knows? But uh, I, was, I was glad to find a possible cryptid story in the middle of all these. So, thought that was neat. Um, so I have two more here. This one says, so I was sitting at my desk in front of my computer, and I saw a six to seven foot phantom quickly peek around the corner from the hallway into my home office, and then retreat to presumably disappear into nothing. Has anyone else encountered this? At first I thought it was my girlfriend, but as soon as I called out, was that you? She stopped what she was doing and ran to me. Needing her to comfort I me mean, to comfort her because she frightens easily, says. I wasn't actually scared at all, but she was terrified when I explained to her what had just happened to me. She thought I was playing a prank on her, but I swear I wasn't. This is actually the third or fourth encounter like this I've had. And the only time it happened while she was home. I haven't told her about the other instances because I don't want her to be scared. Has anyone else had an encounter like this? It says. Um, oh, here's where I forgot. And it says, some general facts. I leave all the doors open so my cats can glance out the windows in any room. And or get to their litter boxes scattered around the house in different bathrooms. Uh, it says, my girlfriend was in the kitchen doing the dishes actively at the time. This happened. She's 4'11", and I'm 5'11". That's as far as foot and inches. And it says, we have no kids. I didn't feel a malicious intent. 
chewing from it. And that's where that story ends. I wonder what they mean. This is where it gets tricky. I wonder what they mean by um, by Phantom. Uh, I wonder if... Because that's very vague. Just the word Phantom. Do they mean a shadow figure? Do they mean almost more of your stereotypical ghost mist like mist kind of like just gray apparition um figure of light there's really there's really um it's really hard to judge just based on the the word phantom hello jenna see you there um but uh but yeah i don't know with that story that that, that last one i just read i'm not sure what they mean by that. But it sounds like it was fairly tall. seven, Possibly seven feet. So. Um, doesn't sound like anyone in the house is that tall. Um, so yeah. Neat story there. Um, don't know what to make of it. But uh, I have one more to go here. And. Uh, and then we'll be done. Thank you all for joining whenever you're able to make it. Of course, I never expect anyone to be here, but I appreciate it. Um, this here, let me see here. Okay, I have one last story here, and this is a bit longer, so good way to end the show, I think. This one says, When I was younger, I used to perform in community theater, play theater plays and musicals a lot. I went on to get a degree in acting. And I'm now working as a professional stage actor. But I got my start in little community theaters in my hometown. One of the last shows I was in before moving away was a, a musical based on a well-known movie. Uh, let's see here. And uh, I loved being in the show. It was hilarious. And audiences loved us every night. On the closing night of the show, we were performing one of the big dance numbers in the second act. This number involved several members of the cast, myself included, running down from the stage and into the aisles in the audience to do a little bit of fun audience interaction. When I got to my mark in the aisle, I locked eyes with a man just a few rows away from where I was, maybe two or three seats in from the aisle. The auditorium was dark, and I never would have expected this in my wildest dreams, so it took me a few moments to even register. This man was my grandfather, who had passed away four years prior to this. No, it wasn't someone who looked like him. Unless he had a secret identical twin, this was my grandfather, and there are no two ways around it. He made eye contact back at me, gave me a thumbs up, and I stumbled back to the stage as I forgot my choreography due to what I had just seen. I made a mental note of where he was sitting and looked back at the seat during the next scene of the show. 
Sure enough, by then, he was no longer there. The seat was empty. I checked multiple more times throughout the rest of the show, wondering if the seat was just empty due to someone getting up to use the restroom, but no, it remained empty. I even went so far as to ask the box office manager after the performance, who confirmed that nobody had purchased that seat for that performance. And then says, too long, didn't read. My late grandfather came to watch me perform in a musical. So that's the end of that story. It really is amazing. Um, sounds like it wasn't even a um, transparent or translucent apparition. Sounds like it looked solid. And, um, and it showed intelligence. And then was gone. Um, really amazing story there, experience. And that's in the middle of a crowded room. So I really wonder, and this is what I always wonder with these, these situations where there's a, someone that witnesses something um, and um, that then disappears. What, what, um, did the people around that seat see? Did they see someone sitting there? I'm just wondering here if maybe they didn't. Or maybe they didn't, and then it appeared, but they were all watching the show. And so when they maybe possibly saw someone there, they didn't think anything of it. They just figured the um, that the person that had purchased that seat was there, uh, had arrived. And then later on, they just figured that the person had left. So, I don't really know what to make of that one. But, um, really amazing story. And it sounds like it had a positive effect on the individual, even though it did startle them. Um, messed up their choreography at the time, but still, that's quite the amazing sighting, and it sounds like the, uh, the grandfather was there to enjoy the play, so, and maybe even was there intentionally to, uh, to make that contact, because they could have just been watching from some other place and not been visible, but, um, doesn't sound like that was the plan. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that one. Just another amazing story. And um, thank you all for listening today. Um, I really appreciate it again. And uh, looking forward to all the shows to come over this next year. We've got some, um, got some plans for a new uh, monthly show that will feature myself and then two other guests. And, um, so laying down the, the groundwork for that, plans for that. And then, of course, just the, um, the current schedule, which I really do love. And I think, um, I think I'll just keep the schedule because I do like it. I think it works the best for me. And, and I'm just so glad that so many of you that, um, make it to these streams are able to make it at all for 
any part of the stream. So um, thank you all, and I will talk to you all uh, next year on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.